Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams Podcast with your host, Heather Renee May. Each week, we bring you interviews and resources that will inspire you and encourage you. It's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. On this episode of Flipping Dreams, you get to meet Daryl W. Thomas Jr. Hear all about his story, his family, and his book, Today I Win, When Tests Go Beyond the Classroom. Stay tuned. This is a super inspiring and amazing chat. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. So um, first of all, I'm really excited to meet you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was... uh, checking out, you know, all your, your website and just a little bit about your background. And so, you know, I'm really excited because this season of Flipping Dreams is about the dream of, you know, writing and publishing a book, Mm -hmm. but the theme of Flipping Dreams is about flipping your life, right? And transitioning and helping people to like break the past and step into the future confidently. So yeah, I love that your story is like covers both things. So, um, I'm excited to kind of dig into like, I'm just going to let you just tell me about yourself. Okay. All right. So um, I, I think the the biggest thing to know, and I, I I guess I rest my hat on this, is that I'm a family man. You know, I'm, I'm a family man. So I have my wife uh, and, and my five kids. And I say that's my heartbeat. But uh, my, my wife and I, we're actually high school sweethearts. We've been married for... 20 plus years and we have five amazing kids um one is a u.s marine now uh and then we have and that's my daughter and then my son he's getting ready to graduate high school this year Uh, and then we have two two more boys uh the middle son is actually a international bestseller you know best-selling author and then the younger youngest son he's actually a um (laughs) he's 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 just a really just kid that's just full of love right like he's just full of love constantly hugging he's the hugger of the bunch right <laughs> and then my daughter she's uh she's the baby girl we have two girls but my daughter the baby girl she's uh she's that type of person that, that she likes to run things you know she likes to run the show so uh but but no that's uh the ss I'm, I'm a family man i'm also a u.s marine i spent time uh serving our country and in kuwait and iraq uh, I'm, I'm an author. My wife, she's also an international best-selling author. Um, and, um, and yeah, so now what, what I do now, I actually, I empower fathers to dismantle the school to prison pipeline. That's, that's what we do. And so essentially, uh, we're going after those at risk, those underrepresented students, 
really helping them to get the tools they need, the empowerment they need, the guidance that they need in order to, to really turn those disadvantages into advantages, right? Yeah. Um, and to win in life. So um, when you say school to prison pipeline, you mean like maybe graduating, dropping out of school and going, doing things that will cause them to go into prison, right? Like that's, that's, that's part of it. The, the school to prison pipeline isn't just that, uh, there are aspects of that, that, um, tie back to our routes back to the, the educators, those people that are in the school systems, maybe criminalize, criminalizing the, the students, you know, instead of giving them a healthier, um, I guess forms of discipline showing healthier forms of discipline. They're they're quick to you know to punish. You know it's these these punitive consequences, and mm-hmm. and so that it begins to condition them. You know to the point where you know what I, I'm keep I keep getting ragged on. You know I keep getting you know written up, and it wasn't me. And you know so so you you get to that point where you're used to being written up you're used to being in trouble you're used to being ex- expelled from school so on and so forth and that is really just pushing them right on into that that pipeline you know from school totally to school. totally it's yeah it's like not only are you just discour- i mean school is hard enough right. but then to like continually be um discouraged and also just ostracized right like yes. you're um yeah, that that makes so much sense. Um, it sounded like from what I was reading that like you're coming from this from a very personal perspective. It's not just that you're seeing this happening to youth and you're seeing these patterns and you're trying to change them, but you also had this happen to you. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and 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 do and someone who has intimate experience with adversity. Um, those are, I mean. That's why uh, your book is probably so powerful, and and that your voice is so authentic because you're you you've been there, mm-hmm. like you're you're speaking the truth to people, um, and and they can trust you. Yes, um, absolutely, and, and that that's why I had led off by saying um, that I'm a, I'm a family man, you know, because growing up that was part of the adversity, is that I didn't have. Uh, a good example, you know, from my parents of what family looks like, you know, my mom and dad, I was four years old uh, around the time that they had splits, you know, and decided they just wanted to live divorced lives. And, and the crazy thing was that they never officially divorced, <laughs> but, you know, they, they live, you know, that way and uh, it never got back together. And, and so being torn between those two, uh, you throw poverty into the mix you know, and then you throw in, there was a point in time in my life where a family member had molested me, you know, and there was another uh, time in my life where I saw that my mom was kind of showing up on some days, but other days she she wasn't showing up. Mm-hmm. And and I got to wondering what was going on with that because we, we would spend two weeks with my dad. And then after we had that time spent with him, then it was our turn to go spend time with my mom. And when I say we, um, I'm referring to myself and my little brother. Uh, and and my mom wouldn't be there a lot of times. And I found out that she was actually, uh, she, she was running the streets, as my grandmother would say, and she was doing drugs. You know, that's what I found out. And so 
that you throw that into the mix, you know, so that adds to the, to the adversity and the hardships. And then on top of that, my dad was a, he was a man that he learned the hard way that if you don't conquer your bad habits, your bad habits will conquer you. And his bad habit was actually losing his temper. And he, he did that one, one too many times. Uh, got into altercation, physical altercation with his living girlfriend, and he didn't walk away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and he actually passed away in my arms. You know, that particular that particular night. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, when you talk about adversity like that, that's me right there, Heather. And and I, I put it in this book right here. Today I win when tests go beyond the classroom. And I, I specifically, you know, titled this book that way because one. Uh, a lot of the tests that our young people are dealing with go beyond the classroom has nothing to do with academics. Although on the surface, it may seem like, oh, you're just struggling academically. No, no, they're they're not able to focus. Mm-hmm. Like their their attention is is back at home. Okay, where's my next meal going to come from? Is I, yeah. is that person I uh, I know going to touch me in that inappropriate way again? You know, I was going to say it's it's a survival <clears throat> mode. But, you know, and so when, um, you know, you're, you're going through that as a kid, like there's no way you can focus on your academics. It doesn't, and, and the sad thing is that, um, a lot of times the school system takes that as your disinterest or your, um, not intelligent enough, which is absolutely nothing to do with it. It literally is your life circumstances and you are just a kid trying to figure out how to cope and how to like get through each day. So, um, yeah, I, I applaud you. First of all, you've obviously turned your life around in in amazing ways, but I love that you're like reaching back to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want you to let's dive into the content of your book and like how it came about, like where the idea came from. And, and um, if you just kind of want to talk through that process. Sure. So, so the content of the book, again, much what I had just shared, um, I talk about the true story, you know, of, of my experience growing up, uh, those, like I say, those adversities. Um, I, I talk about uh, some of the, the thought process that I was that I, that I was experiencing, you know, going through those adversities. And then I break down the seven principles that helped me to overcome you know, those, those hardships and whatnot. And so that all that is in this book right here. And, and the way that it came about, Heather, I was actually teaching in the classroom. Um, this is 2018. So a few years ago, um, actually a little bit, a little bit further back than that, but nonetheless, it was a few years ago, I'm in the classroom and I'm teaching character education and I'm teaching this to those students that are at alternative schools. So they have gotten into some trouble, made some bad decisions. Now they have to come see me for, you know, two to six months. And, uh, and the whole purpose for, for us is to get them in a, in a position mentally, especially and academically to some, you know, to a certain extent, but we wanted them to be in a position to where once they left, us they never came back (laughs) you know so uh bottom line as i began to share my story i realized that these uh students who are not attentive who are not uh academically you know 
for lack of better words, uh, sound, um, they, they were at the edge of their seat when I was sharing my story, you know, and they were asked more questions. Like, okay. So Mr. T, so, so tell me more about like, so did that really happen? Wow. And that began to open them up. The walls are coming down that they would normally have up. Uh, and that gave me an opportunity to connect with them and then to also influence them, you know, to make better decisions. And, uh, and so, we were on the topic for character education uh, concerning goals. Like that was the focus. We want to set goals, but I told them, I want your goals to be something that you're going to have to grow in order to, in order to reach. Yes. And, and I told them, I want you to tell as many people as you can. And when you tell them, I want you to, I want you to say it with confidence that you're going to get it done. One, they're going to hold you accountable. And then two, you already put it out there, you know, so you got, you have to do it now. And so I, I said, uh, I want to lead by example. I'm going to go ahead and write a book. That's what I'm going to do guys. And that's when the decision, you know, was made yeah. to go ahead and write a book was I was trying to lead by example for my students. I knew that was going to be something I have to do to make me stretch or make me grow um, into more than who I currently was at that time. And so anyhow, uh, I went on and and uh, and followed through with it, and now I have students who are like, "Man, you did it, Mr. Thomas!" Like, That's yeah. <laughs> what a gr- what a great example. And so, like, how long did it take you? Like, you you obviously had the idea in mind of what you were going to write about, mm-hmm. and these principles that you were going to share. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how long did it take you to write? And like, were there any points when you were writing it where? So one of the things I found about like writing myself is that um, no matter whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I feel like there's a lot of healing that happens mm. when you you are writing your truth. And when you really tap into your when you're really being authentic and vulnerable, yeah. yes. then um, things come out like I would write things. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what, what, did, what just happened? How did that yes. just come out? But it would hit me so hard. Um, so I'd love to hear maybe some moments that healing moments that maybe happened through your process. Yeah, so it, it took me roughly about six months to um, to go from starting to, to publication. And uh, during, during that time, I realized that to your point, as I'm writing, much like when I'm talking, I'm being transparent. And so I'm, I'm not on the surface, like, okay, I'm only saying things that are politically correct or things that, that people may want. I'm, I'm like giving them the, the, the real, raw, you know, truth. The real as, deal. You know, and so at, at the end of the day, there was healing. There was moments where I had to take a step back and like, ooh, man, that's, that's still still an open wound right there you know like i'm i'm not yeah. completely i'm not completely past that um and i and i remember around that time of having to to reach back out to that family member and, and tell them i forgive you you know mm-hmm. for for what you did to me when i was a kid i forgive you mm-hmm. and um and that family member pretended like they didn't like they didn't know what happened. And, and that I felt a different kind of way about that. But but tr- truth in the matter, like I I felt liberated as I began to, to write these words 
um, I felt liberated one because I'm, I'm starting to move beyond it and now I can heal. But then two, I just kept thinking about, man, if my students were gravitating to my words as I was speaking, I wonder how many other young people are going to gravitate to this and be helped, you know, in, in an impactful way. And so th those things kept me going as I was writing out my story. Um, and, and yeah, like I say, it took about six months for it to that's so that's yeah. so amazing and i think that um like also forgiveness is really it gives you the control back of your life and people don't realize that like it, the person may not acknowledge it they may not admit they they may not be in that place in their life but right. it doesn't matter it's more like within you and the minute you let that hurt and that bitterness and all of those things go your heart opens up and you actually are freeing yourself and taking control of your own life and able to like open yourself up to better things and, and like I let agree. go. Yeah. I it's agree so 100%. powerful. It, so it is. Powerful. And I, I don't think people give, um, give enough consideration to what you just said that, that when it boils down to it, yes, forgiveness is, that's a game changer and it, it is liberating, you know? And so, so I, I agree a hundred percent, Heather. I mean, I, I think um, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, you know, definitely like Jesus, I follow Jesus's teachings as much as yes. I can, but you know, some of the hardest things to do are those things, right? Yes. Like, or like forgive, you know, love yes. your neighbor, love your enemy, yes. love your enemy. Yes. Gosh, I love my enemy, you know? Right. So, um, right. but the, yeah. the brilliance of that is that when you do embrace that and you do go fully into that, you come out the other side and honestly, like there's such a difference, like. So some people have this mentality that if someone did something wrong to me, then I'm just going to like, you know, banish them and hate them forever and wish the worst on them and karma will hit them or whatever, you know. Yeah. But um, but I think the flip side of that is when you actually forgive and in love, embrace and let go, you're allowing them to change and also like heal. And you don't know their story. You don't know why they did the things they did where they were reacting from their own hurt and their own right. pain. And it's like right. this whole cycle. So Absolutely. I just, I think, um, I, I love that you like embrace that and, um, and also just being such a real example, but you know, I hate to say it. It's not just classroom, right? I feel like right. it's life. I feel like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of adults that could read this book and probably be healed by it because I mean, there are a lot of adults that, Maybe they went through this in the classroom and maybe they went through this in other areas of their life and they never got healed and they're still like trying to figure things out and they're still struggling. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I definitely, I, I want to get a copy and read oh, but please do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So back to the process. So, mm. um, so it took like six months. Mm -hmm. you, did you decide to just self publish? I did. Okay. I did. I actually ended up, um, I, I went through Lulu is where I had went through initially. And of course, Lulu is tied to other, you know, outlets, um, distribution outlets. But um, we eventually ended up on Amazon through Lulu, though. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, so the, the process for me was really, I, I knew that I had wanted to share the story, but I knew it had to be more than just sharing a story. Like I had to give them something that was going to be practical, something that would really benefit them. Cause it's, it, although the story may be captivating, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, captivating isn't enough. <laughs> I need, I, I needed to know that they were going to be better, 
you yeah. know, and, and that and that they had the tools that 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 they needed in order to truly win beyond the classroom. And so uh, for for me, I kept that in mind as I was writing, started out with the outline and then kind of just started going in. Um, I'm, I'm a quotes, you know, kind of person, you know, so I really, really love quotes. And so all throughout the, the book, especially at the beginning of each chapter, I put quotes um, that tie in to, to what the message is for that particular chapter. Um, and then at the end of the book, I have, I mean, at the end of each chapter, I have a reflections section where they can really, you know, just kind of just reflect over what they just read and, and, and ask, answer those questions, but as it pertains to their, their unique situation, you know, so, uh, so both of those in their quotes, as well as the, uh, the reflection section. Um, did you... So when you, I, I'm kind of going to focus on process just for a little bit, and then I'm going to kind of dig back into content. But um, when you published, did you do a print by demand or did you um, order like a huge stockpile of books? And what was your like plan for selling, you know, not just through Amazon, but were you also doing like workshops or, or kind of what was your model of how you were going to get this out there to people? Yeah, so so initially I did order a bulk order of, of books, and then from there it was just you know just printing as the demand came came and came in. Uh, but for for me, the thought process I was starting to get into speaking more around that time, and so my my thought process was I'm just going to have these books, you know, for when I go and speak. And when I go and speak, I'm, a, I'm sharing my story, but then I want to be able to leave something behind uh, where they can continue to, like I say, benefits, you know, from, from that experience that we had together. And so it, it was to go into the schools, that, that was the plan, uh, to go into the schools and to distribute books to as many young kings and young queens as I could. Um, and and the another part of the strategy was to do a book launch. And that's what I ended up doing. Uh, when we first rolled out the book, we did a book launch, invited as many, you know, friends, associates, co-workers, whoever it may be, like invited as many as we could out. And um, it was a good turnout. I mean, I think the best part for me is that on that particular day, it was cold and it was raining. And, uh, and you know, being in, in, in where we are in Texas, that combination people don't really do too well with, with, you know, the rain and driving like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. so, so, so we ended up uh, still having a great turnout, you know, of people. And, and I also had my, my family there with me. So they were there, you know, to, to awesome. take in the process. So yeah, it was really, really good. And this has to be such a great uh, role model, you know, also for your kids. Right. Because they're like, you know, my dad did this, which mm -hmm. means I can do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm sure that they obviously are going to get a lot of them out of the message as well. But just right. just the the act of um, writing and publishing. And I'm sure this will not be your only book, I wouldn't no. think. No, so no, it's not. Yeah. We actually have some in, in the works. Uh, but when you talk about that being eye-opening and inspiring for my children it really has been and as i mentioned earlier my middle son uh he uh, my wife as well as myself we were 
uh, co-authors of this book right here, Magnetic Entrepreneurs. And right there at the very bottom, you can see, where is it, Daryl, Alexi is my wife, and then our son, Derek, right, Derek oh, Thomas. Oh my so, gosh. And this right here ended up being an international bestseller book uh, that he had the opportunity to, to be a part of, and it, it was really, really exciting. So, so yes, they were in, inspired by, by, by what I did initially, and the next thing that we're looking at doing is doing a family uh, uh, children's book series as a family, you know, and the title, oh no, we're not sure about the title, and title but it, it's going to have something to do with winning. I am a winner is my thing that I say when I get up there and speak. I am a winner and today I win. So it's going to have something to do with that. But this year, we're going to write out, you know, that book together as a family, those books, and, and definitely looking looking forward to that. That is awesome. And, you know, maybe I'll do a follow-up episode next year and check on you and like awesome. see what's happened. But um, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, the thing I love about books, you know, when I was thinking about, I mean, first of all, I love hearing people's stories of transformation. I am a proponent of it's never too late. It doesn't matter what has happened to you or what decisions you've made or choices you've made along the way. You can always transform and you can always step confidently forward in your future. You know, absolutely. it's like it is possible to change. Like I yes. am such a growth mindset person. Yes. And so part of why I did the podcast was to bring more of those voices and just share those stories. And so. I love the stories, but then I also, as I was going through my process of writing my dream book, mm -hmm. um, I was like, you know, there is such a legacy in words. There's such a legacy in writing. You know, when you're putting this out yes. there, like these books are going to be accessible for years and years and years and years to come. Mm -hmm. And like, um, and that's why, like, I really wanted to make sure that um, I was encouraging people not only just to write and publish, but also to like figure out ways to get to get it out there so that people will actually have access to it where it's yes. not just stuck in Amazon online but like you're actually getting your work your baby out there into the world and Absolutely. sharing it because Absolutely. yeah I, I really I believe if you go through the trouble of going through this process you really care about it you know and and mm -hmm. so um you know I think I want to support that and uh and yeah so it's just exciting for me. Um, and I think I'm just trying to think like thinking through, um, well, like now I'm sure, like, when did you publish the first? The first one was in 2017. It was, uh, no, 2000. Yeah. 2017. It was September the 11th, 2017. Okay. Mm. And auspicious. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's, that's that's actually my baby girl's birthday. I know. Is it? Yeah, September it's my sister's 11th, right? birthday too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, so like marketing back then is a lot different than it is now. Um, it, is. it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, I'm sure you're not able to do as many speaking engagements in person. Um, and so yeah. like, I, I'm kind of interested in this idea of like how a lot of authors are doing podcast tours um, yeah. or like figuring out ways online, you know, it's like, how do you reach your audience? How are you, especially right now with kids, not in the classrooms right. mostly. Yeah. Um, and also that's probably when they really need it more too. Right. Because they're at I, home I or they're struggling yes. or they're like not, I mean, at least in school they knew they had like a chair and a table and like they're mm -hmm. a place. 
Um, But, uh, you know, a lot of home situations are not great. They're not. (laughs) Just to put it lightly. That's that's, that's (laughs) the truth. Yeah, you're right. You (laughs) you are putting it lightly. Yeah. Yeah. I think for for me, one of the the strategies has has still uh, continues to be is to reach out to the administrators, to reach out to those those educators. So not just principals, but but teachers that I may already have, you know, in my network um, and just really letting them know that, hey, I'm here to serve. Is there anything I can do? And I think that's that's how I lead. And just like yourself, Heather, I'm also a Christian and I truly believe in serving. Um, I, I believe that that is the, the best form of leadership is serving. And so for for me, uh, that that's that's what I that's what I lead with is that 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 service. How how can I help? And as I began to do that, um, I would I would let them know that hey, I do have a book. And and what we're doing now is we're, we're converting it over to audiobook because we realize that that not everyone um, is going to to benefit most from from written. Uh, words they may need to hear it you know they may be auditory learners and so uh, but that's something I would lead with and I'll say hey you know what I have books that I would love to be able to get into the hands of your young people I'll tell them a little bit about it and usually they're they're now saying okay what can I do how how can I go about getting a a few copies or how how can I go about getting a classroom set or whatever the case is and so that's been the way that I've approached it you know in terms of the young people and then I think that's really brilliant also because like there's a lot of pressure on young kids and and bullying and like hmm. um you know and even well and even adults into adulthood but it's just like you know people don't want other people to change right because it means that they have to change mm-hmm. so like you know I could imagine someone who is like struggling and then has this book and their friends are like what are you doing reading that you win whatever you know you're always going to be a loser you're never going to change right you know and so like the idea that like an audiobook is something that they could listen to on their phone and no one would know that Mm -hmm. they've got this like positive and also i think there's hearing something hearing your voice having that is really powerful like speaking the words into them is like yeah that's that's exciting that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah, um uh oh, what else was I gonna say? Oh, have you thought about doing like an online or I don't know, do you already have online courses for like people that aren't in the school system or maybe like a teaser course that they could go on and then like be able to connect more to your book? We we don't have it to answer your question directly. We do not have that, but we we have uh entertained that thought. And I do have curriculum that that I would normally go into the classrooms or go into the schools and teach, uh, which is character education as well as leadership development curriculum. Um, <clears throat> but we we have not converted it into you know a digital you know yeah. um, product. So so right now we're, we're actually working on that. Believe it or not, we are working on that piece. Um, I. I, I see the value and the the importance and the urgency because just like today, I had I already had three of my kids. My oldest, she's already like I say, she's in the Marine Corps. But I had three of my kids already at home. Well, I just got a phone call today saying that my fourth one had to come home because he had came in contact with someone that had tested positive. 
you know, so now I have four of my kids here, you know, being quarantined, you know, and so uh, my kids aren't the only ones, of course, and I know that a lot of them are going to be online. And so my thinking is, let's create this, this content that's going to be engaging and that's going to be empowering in terms of giving them the tools, the practical tools that they need in order to win, even in the midst of COVID-19. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. It would be so cool if there was like um, an audio app or something that was totally just dedicated to positivity. Mm, like, you yeah. know, like yeah. they, where they I could agree. tap in and just be like, okay, this is my, you know, like, okay, when I grew up, it was a Disney Channel. You know, we mm -hmm. weren't allowed to watch any other TV that wasn't on the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, it's just this idea that there is just so much out there it, to, to bombard our kids mm -hmm. there um, is. in these like, and, and it's just really hard to filter. And it's hard for them to know, like before they even realize it, they've gone down a rabbit hole right. that's taken them somewhere they didn't intend to go. Um, right. So yeah, my, my goal as well is to put out as much positivity into the world as possible to counteract the negativity. Yeah. And like, you know, fight that way mm -hmm. uh, i'm right there with you <laughs> You know yes and, and speaking of that uh this the the current book project that i'm working on is uh is with fathers and it's what it what we're doing is we're we're giving the fathers uh an opportunity to to use their voice and their experiences to impact the next generation right so much like i was doing uh just solo I'm now asking the fathers to come in and be a part of this because I realize the importance of the father's voice being heard. Uh, it's and, and 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 no like no knock on any of the the women, any of the mothers. Like I really thank God for the mothers that mm -hmm. that have been actively there, you know, and doing what they do. Uh, but I understand that there's there's an element that the father brings a dynamic that the father brings that if they can just hear it from dad it, it makes a world of a difference and so we're putting up so we're actually writing our chapters as we speak a uh, deadline for submission is, is at the end of this month but it's called when the walls speak and so where that came from was from nehemiah and and i was reading about how the walls uh were actually they they were destroyed you know and they were laying in ruins mm -hmm. and and long story short they had moved nehemiah so much it touched him so much that he began to pray and ask him what can i do and and the lord you know gave him you know some guidance gave him favor all that good stuff in a record amount of time he was able to get the walls up well as i'm reading that the lord began to break down to me that that for now what those walls represent are the fathers. Like in this current moment, where we are, this current season, those walls represent the fathers. And what we need to do is be able to build the fathers up and then to mobilize the fathers, you know, giving them a voice, helping them to feel empowered. And so that's been my angle now is essentially raising up an army of men to be able to go to wherever the young people are. And so we're starting with this book project, When the Walls Speak. Um, and I'm, I'm awesome. super, super excited about what's to come. Oh, that gives me chills. That's really exciting. I love that. I love that so much. I can't wait Thank to you. see what comes out of that and to, and to read that book. That's awesome. amazing. Thank you. Um, and, and also, so like circling back to um, Today I Win, mm -hmm. um, 
how did you become, how did, how, what was your road to becoming a bestseller? Cause I'm sure people are really interested in like, okay, maybe they're getting ready to self publish their book and they're like, how did you get there? You know, do you have any, mm-hmm. do you have any tips or resources or ideas for listeners? I, that... I, I would say the biggest thing would be to, um, to let as many people, you know, as possible, as, as, as humanly possible, let as many people as you know, that it's happening, what you're trying to do. Listen, my book is, and you can go through that, you know, quick, you know, synopsis or summary, whatever, uh, share with what the book is about, the intent, but then also share how this is your goal. Your goal is to get to number one Amazon bestseller status and to set up an event. And I set mine up through Eventbrite and then we, the platform we use was Zoom. And, and you just invite them out to this event. And then when they get out, all you're simply doing is, again, you're speaking from the heart, sharing why you wrote the book, what the book entails. And you don't have to go uh, every detail right of the book, of course, but you're sharing like the, the heart of your book, the reason why you wrote it. And then at that point, you invite them to go ahead and start to purchase your ebook. And that's what I did. I, I invited them to, to purchase my ebook. Um, and at that time, um, we were able to lower the ebook price down to where it was just um, it was just a no brainer. You yeah, know, so sure. so that that's that's the biggest thing right there is inviting a lot of people out, making an event, and then you you sell your ebook. That is so awesome. It's mm-hmm. so exciting. Um okay, so I want you to tell listeners about how they can reach you, how they can find your book. And, um, and also I'm going to include all this in the show notes. And you know, it also gave me the idea that maybe for this season, I might also include links and like images on my website to everyone's book that links back to your sites, just because I'm going to be covering a lot of books this season. So anyway, that was just a little idea that popped in my head, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. How can people find you and your books? Yeah, so so the easiest way to find me would be at one Daryl W Thomas. Again, at one Daryl D A R R Y L W Thomas T H O M A S, uh, and that's across uh, all the major social media platforms: um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, even Clubhouse. I think is a new one, right? So so we're on there. <laughs> God, I haven't even yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so at one Daryl W. Thomas. Um, and if you want to order the book, just go to my website. It's DarylWThomas.com forward slash today, right? Forward slash today is um is all you need to put in and you can get your autographed copy of my book. Um and I would say this for those that may be interested. Uh, if you want to know, you know, more details about how I was able to take it to number one Amazon bestseller status, like feel free, feel free to DM me free, feel, feel free to re- contact me through my website. Um, and I, I would love to be able to, to give you whatever I can give you. Um, I know that we were able to do it. And for this next project, this current project that we're doing, again, the goal is to take it to number one Amazon bestseller status. And then um, after that, it's New York Times. Yes, exactly. You know? yes. Exactly. <clears throat> Okay, so in the beginning, or when you were talking about your book, you were talking about how you love quotes. And mm-hmm. um, last season, I actually would have everyone tell me their favorite quote, or at least the quote that resonated with them that week. Do you huh. have a quote off the top of your head? I'm putting you totally on the spot, <laughs> but do you have something that you'd like to share? I, I have two. Um, so, <laughs> so, so my 
my go-to quotes is a man or woman. It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. Excuse the dog. Sorry no about worries. that. So, I have a dog too. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. And, and that right there is by one of my mentors. Uh, he, his name is Michael D. Humes. Uh, another, another quote is one that Dr. King actually uh, said, and he said that intelligence plus character is the goal of true education. Intelligence plus character is the goal of true education. And typically that, that's what I speak to when I'm going in to, uh, to speak to the students at school. You focus on academics. I'm going to work on the character. Together, we're going to give them what they what they deserve, right? What the intent of education is. Uh, but but this is the one that I really love. And it's a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. And that's when I, I try to live by day in, day out. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. And I think if we can just grab hold of that quote right there and what that really means, that we'll 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 start to see our our little bubble of a world that we live in, it'll begin to light up. And then we'll start to see beyond that begin to light up as well. We don't have to fear that if I go in, out of my way to help this person, or if I give them something that I did well, a secret or a tip or whatever that I did well, if I give it to them, listen, they, they get the win too. And while they're winning, I can still be winning, right? And yeah. then now they go out and help someone else light that person's candle. Now I can continue to help light... Next thing you know, we got a world that's lit up, exactly. you know, that is, that's filled with hope. And so, and, yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's, and it's contagious, right? Like, yes. that was one of the things when I started the podcast, I was like, you know, I'm, it's kind of selfish in a way that I like want everyone to live their best lives because mm. then they're happier and it makes the world happier. And mm. like people who are like passionately pursuing their purpose are so amazing to be around and that energy mm. and that light it is just contagious and it just fills the room and it fills like the atmosphere and the more like we can do that, it's like the better our world will be. And it starts Absolutely. one at a time, one candle at a time. I love That's that. It. But That's also it. I love that first quote of the quitting. Mm -hmm. That's such a thing. Um, that might be the first, some people that might be the biggest barrier to success in their life is, is like not being able to see through. Come on. And I think, and I think that like we, we all climb the mountain, mm -hmm. but it's real easy to get about halfway and then, and, and you can't see the top and you, you can't see the bottom. You just, you get discouraged and you go, mm -hmm. I can't make this. No one else is here. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to drop back down. Yeah. And the idea of like persevering and because also it's always hardest right before you get to the summit. Like it's always yeah, hardest. It so is. right, like right before you're, you've done all this work mm. and you tried so hard and then it's like right before you get to see the fruition, yeah. that's when most people get most quit. discouraged and quit. Yes. So yes. I love that idea of like, just quitting is not an option. It's not. Like when I was growing up, I had a dance teacher, uh, I was in ballet and she, her, mm. she was like, you can't, don't ever use the word can't. It's mm. not, I will not allow you to work. Cause I'd be like, I can't do this. She mm -hmm. would no, that's right. not even a word that you need to ever use. She's mm. like, you just try. You just that's keep right. trying. And sure enough, before long, I can, right? Like, right. so, um, right. 
So I love that that idea of like don't quit. If, and for listeners who, you know, this can be applied to anything. We're applying it this season to writing and sharing your truth and your authentic voice with the world yes. through words. And so don't quit. Like yes. just keep just keep going. Just keep yes. doing it. Because it's Absolutely. worth it. Because we need all those candles, right? All those words, all we those unique them. stories. Yes. We need all of them. There's, there, you know, like yes. there's never, the bookshelf will never be full. Like you just need to keep, we just need to keep doing that. Um, That's right. So I love That's that right. very and much. You know, you know I, I would love to say this right here, Heather, that for, for those that are listening, that um, a lot of times we, I think we have the wrong way of looking at our situation. We, we would look at it from a selfish standpoint as if, woe is me, you know, this is hard. I can't, when a part of my story, when my dad had passed away in my arms, I happened, once I realized my dad was gone, I happened to look over my left shoulder and I saw my little brother standing right there. And I, I had, I had, I, I tell people that once I saw that, that was a game changer for me because I was initially thinking like some, some wrong thoughts. Like I was, I was about to retaliate on his killer, right? I was about to retaliate. But when I saw my brother right there, I said, nope, I can't do that. You know, and so I began to consider him and, and had I not considered him, I wouldn't be here today. I, I truly believe that. Um, and, and so for, for me, I, I say this, that your story is not just for you. Your story is for someone else. And it, it's, it's super important for you not to quit, for you not to give up, because you're not just giving up on giving up on you, but you're giving up on all those other people that you were meant to actually impact, right, to encourage yes. To, 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 to help restore strength or, or hope in, 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 in the lives of. And so, so just know that your, your story that you're writing out right now as you're going through life, you're writing a story, right? As you're, as you're writing out that story, it's not just for you. It's for those that you were meant to impact. So, so please keep going. Don't quit. Oh, man. I love that. Thank you so much. I just feel... What a blessing, uh, um, everyone listening, uh, myself included. Thank you. Uh, I love that. Um, well, Daryl, I I can't think of anything else for us to really dig into. Um, I feel like we've covered almost everything, and I'm going to happily share um, all of the links uh, to your social and everything. And, awesome. Um, I appreciate that. And thank you for what you do. I mean, like, this is – it does take a, a certain amount of character – to step outside yourself and to see how, you know, you could have easily thought that you weren't worth anything because of the things that happened to you, but instead you turned it around and saw it. It actually gave you the strength to help others and to encourage others. And I'm sure that there are countless <clears throat> kids and young adults out there that you have really touched and changed, helped them change their lives in a positive manner. So I really um, thank you for what you do. Thank you for the work. Like, You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for, um, gosh, I'm just like, this is like, I'm so excited that you um, agreed to come on the podcast. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, I will uh, do a follow up with you and see how things go. But I wish you all the best with your future books and endeavors awesome. and your family. All the best to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually hold on real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So I just want to to show you this one right here come on yes. down so this is Hi. say hey this right here is the uh 
the son I was telling you about that had wrote the book, right? That is awesome. It's amazing. Thank you. And I, right. I hope you're working on your next one. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, right, well, yeah. Again, keep it up. Yeah. You hit it? We'll do. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. We need All your right. voice. That's right. All right. Thank you again, Heather. Thank you. Have a great, great day. All right. You too. Talk Bye. to you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Flipping Dreams. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Flipping Dreams or at Heather Renee May. And please check out our website and sign up for our email list where you will get notifications on our weekly podcast and blog posts, as well as our monthly newsletter and much more. Be the first to know. Sign up today. Thank you again, and we will see you next week here on Flipping Dreams.